0: Yes. <sharp inhale> hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout women's lives. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CHAT at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code CHAT for 15% off today. Therapy Chat podcast wouldn't exist without the support of its listeners. If you'd like to become a member, please go to patreon.com slash therapy chat. By making a $1 per month donation, you can help therapy chat keep going over the long haul. Thank you for your support. Hi, welcome back to Therapy Chat. I'm your host, Laura Reagan, and today I'm back to talk more about the subject of letting go when your child is transitioning into adulthood. I am in the thick of this myself right now for the second time as my 18 year old just graduated from high school last week. And it has been a stressful transition for me and for my child. I'm not sure which came first. So I know many parents who are in the same boat. Some of my child's friends parents this may be their oldest and they seem to be not really thinking about it too much i mean we're just in may and people don't leave for college until august so that might seem like a long time but for all of us who are having difficulty with this transition we've got all summer to get used to it so i hope this episode if you're a parent who's struggling to let go, will help you think about some things that might ease the transition for you. These are some questions that I've had to think about. I mean, I am not kidding when I tell you that this has been really hard. And I know about parenting. I know about child development. I'm a therapist, so I should know how to navigate this process. But Like anything else, we all have things that are sticking points for us. And just because I'm a therapist doesn't change that I'm a human too. (laughs) Sometimes I have to remind myself that it's okay to be human. I have to remind myself of that a lot, to be honest. So these are some things to ponder. Ask yourself, if you're a parent whose child is graduating from high school, what was it like for you to move out of your parents' home and into adulthood? Did you go to college? Did you live with your parents past the age of 18? When were you ready to move out? Were your parents ready for you to go before you were ready? Or were you ready to go before your parents wanted you to leave? Individuation is a developmental task every young adult must complete in order to become an independent and self-sufficient adult. Just because we turn 18 doesn't mean we magically understand everything that's needed To function in the grown up world. Some families discourage individuation by refusing to allow children and adolescents to express their own individuality. In these families, conformity is highly valued and dissent is not tolerated. These parent child relationships can be described as enmeshed, when the child and the parent are not felt to be independent people, but rather the children are seen by the parents as an extension of the parents. So when you make a mistake, I feel ashamed that you've embarrassed the family. If you score a goal on the soccer field, then I feel it reflects somehow positively on me as if I did anything. Some kids rebel and express themselves through their appearance. So the parents may believe that everyone should wear khaki pants and navy blue shirts and have traditional hairstyles, but the child wants to dress in all black with long purple hair and a safety pin through his lip. Parents may see this as disrespectful when really the child's just trying to say, I have my own likes and needs and wants, and I want you to see me for the individual that I am. But the parents can often engage in a power struggle when children try to express themselves, whether it's through their appearance or in other ways, just expressing views that differ from the parents' views. And these power struggles can escalate to the point where the child may be kicked out of the house by the time they're 18, if not earlier. So again, what was it like when you left your parents' home? Were they celebrating that you were transitioning into adulthood or was it kicking and screaming the whole way? Do you know how to allow your child to leave home with grace and joy rather than a big fight? If your parents were angry at you for wanting to be an independent adult, you might react the same way towards your kid without even realizing it. So while we're talking about enmeshment, ask yourself, have you allowed your child opportunities to make mistakes, to experience failure, or have you taken care of everything and made sure your child wouldn't have the opportunity to screw up? If they did screw up, as most of us do at some point in teenage years, did you make it all better for them? Or did they have to experience the consequences of their actions? We can help them with how they feel about such experiences, being supportive and allowing them to express their emotions. But if we intervene to the point that they don't feel the consequences at all, they miss out on the chance to learn from the mistake. Maybe you didn't take care of everything so they wouldn't have the opportunity to screw up like I mentioned before, but rather you were careful to control every situation so the possibility of failure just didn't come up. But what happens when they inevitably do face failure? It is painful, no doubt. It's also an inevitable part of life. We want to protect our children from experiencing pain. But can we trust that we have raised them well enough that they will be able to handle adversity and that they can live through painful experiences, even though they may hate every minute of it? Because there is literally no way we can protect our children from every painful experience. It just isn't possible. So what was it like for you when you went out on your own? Did you struggle? Did bad things happen? What kind of healing work have you done to address the pain of those struggles? For many of us, when those times are behind us, we just try to forget about them. But we aren't acknowledging the pain that we feel in relation to those situations. And so it's just there. If you're terrified that what happened to you will happen to your child, It might be a good time to get some therapy. It's normal that you don't want your child to suffer, but if it's interfering with you being okay with them becoming an adult, therapy can help. When I went out on my own, I made so many mistakes. I had fits and starts with school. I started, then I stopped. I thought I knew what was best for myself. I made a lot of really stupid decisions. Sometimes I could barely pay my bills. I had to work really low wage jobs, minimum wage jobs that barely paid like 4 dollars an hour at the time and I could hardly afford to to pay my electric bill every month. Sometimes, you know, one time I got evicted. I mean, these things were terrible, but I got through them. I'm here. It's not that it didn't affect me, but I'm still going strong, and your kid will be too. Even though they will face painful challenges, they will be okay. It's like we know we got through it, but then we think that they won't be able to handle going through the same kinds of things. And really, it's part of life. I realized when my oldest child went to college, and it's coming up again as I'm about to send my daughter off to school, that it pretty much drove me crazy not to know what my kid was doing all the time. Not seeing them daily and being able to look into their eyes and sense whether they are okay or not felt like a loss of control. I didn't realize how much I needed to feel in control in that way until I lost the ability to see my son daily. So I worried and worried and worried and monitored social media and worried and worried and waited and waited for something bad to happen. My child would tell me he was okay, but I didn't know if he really was. I tried to hide my anxiety from him, but I was a ball of nerves, as any of my friends can tell you, for the first semester he was at college. I think I finally calmed down at Thanksgiving, and it felt great when he came home for winter break. How stressful it must have been for him to have his mother so anxious. He might have wondered if he would be okay since I seemed to be so worried about it. Or maybe he worried about taking care of my emotions or felt burdened by them. Maybe he couldn't let me know how he was really doing because I was so worried he wasn't okay that he couldn't bear to make me worry more. I had something I needed to take care of because this was a lot harder for me than it needed to be. There were some 18 to 20 year old parts of me that needed attention. Instead of obsessing about my son, I finally turned my attention inward and got help to deal with my emotions. The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is the EMDR therapy training brainchild of Dr. Jamie Marriage, a clinician and author who's on a mission to confront stigma around mental health, trauma, and dissociation. The Institute, informed by Jamie's work, teaches a somatic, expressive, bottom-up approach to EMDR therapy that does not treat dissociation like a dirty word. ICM empowers their students to navigate dissociation as a normal response to trauma and stress when it shows up. Dr. Jamie Marich is out and proud on various levels about her own recovery and is a strong believer in the healing capacities of EMDR therapy and helping our clients to heal from the impact of trauma. I and two of my team members have been trained by the Institute for Creative Mindfulness directly with Jamie. And I was impressed with how dissociation really was treated as just a normal aspect of trauma therapy work, which it is. Both Jamie and the consultants were matter of fact about if and when dissociation arises. It's okay. It's normal. And here's how you can help the client in that situation. The Institute for Creative Mindfulness is offering a coupon code to save 15% off any program offered by ICM. This includes their EMDR therapy basic training programs and a wide variety of their home study, advanced topics, and other CE offerings. Go to instituteforcreativemindfulness.com and use promo code 15 off for listeners. There's a link in the show notes. You can copy the promo code and use the link right there in the show notes to make it easy. know that small actions can make a big difference in our lives. I know for me, I can be in a terrible mood, go out somewhere and see a stranger, make eye contact and just smile at them and find suddenly I feel good. Whether it's practicing mindfulness a few minutes each day, movement practices, small actions can have big benefits like how taking care of your gut can support whole body health. Seeds DSO-1 daily symbiotic benefits your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. Your body is an ecosystem and great health starts in the gut. Your gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for digestion, skin health, heart health, our immune systems, and more. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com living and use code 25living to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com living. Code 25living. therapists. We've all had that moment. You wake up in the middle of the night. Oh my gosh, did I do my notes? Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore when you use therapy notes. Therapy notes makes it easy to write your notes, get them done quickly, but thoroughly. My group practice has used therapy notes for six years and everyone always finds it easy to use. But the best thing is if you do need help, you can call their customer service number and a person answers the phone. And anytime I've ever had to use it, which is maybe three times in the past six years, my issue has been resolved easily with a cheerful demeanor in 15 minutes or less. So I highly recommend Therapy Notes. And don't forget, go to therapynotes.com and use promo code chat to get two free months. Obviously, most of us therapists go to therapy off and on during our adult lives. Whenever something flares up that needs attention, we go. This is how I've grown so much personally and professionally over the last 15 years or so. And of course, I still have a long way to go. But it helped a lot. And it's helping now as I struggle with letting go of my daughter. New awarenesses are awakening for me. Just when I thought I had it all figured out. You know, it's funny when you've been a parent for 20 years You get really used to the reality that you can't just go and do what you want because there are people who are depending on you to come home, make sure they get fed, be there for them physically and emotionally, help them when they need it. If you had the thought that you wanted to go out to dinner with friends after work and maybe have some drinks, you would need to make arrangements for someone to take care of the kids. Or if they're old enough to stay home alone, you'd need to make sure that they have something to eat for dinner that they're on top of their homework, and that they know when you'll be back. It's a real shift in identity when you're not defined by being mom. I know I'm a mother, wife, therapist, friend, sister, daughter, student, learning to ride horses, my dog's best friend. But the role of parent has been so big and important for the last 20 years that I will need some time to adjust to having that role take up less of my physical, mental, and emotional energy. Of course, I still have the responsibilities and requirements of being a parent, even when my kids are adults, but obviously they need me a lot less when they don't live with me and I don't have to consider what they want and need every day in how I make the decisions about my life. Where I am right now is that I'm experiencing being home with my husband this week with no kids, and we can do what we want. We can go where we want, when we want, with no one to consider but each other and ourselves. This is because right now, my youngest is off at the beach with friends all week, and my oldest is away at college, and he isn't coming home this summer. So I can do what I want. So what is that? Mostly, we're going to work and back. I've always had hobbies and interests, but the easiest thing to do is work. So I don't want to overwork because while that may be my go-to, it's not good for me. I don't really watch that much TV. I can read, but not a work-related book because I'm trying to have downtime. So what would I like to do? If I really check in with myself, what I want to do, what feels right to do is wait and worry and worry and wait until my kid comes home, hopefully all in one piece. Just wait. Suspended animation. I'll be right here. So if something happens, I can spring into action, even though neither of them are close enough for me to do anything if they have a problem, at least not immediately. They're both two hours away. But this is what I want to do. Wait. I'll be right over here waiting and worrying. If you see me wringing my hands and pacing, just ignore it. But that's really not what I should do. That's not what's best for me. It's not helping anyone. So as I think about my choices for what to do, there's overwork or obsessively worry. Okay, so there's got to be something else. Well, it's too late to go to the gym, but I can do that tomorrow morning. That will help. I know. Then tomorrow night after work, uh, I had some good ideas about fun things to do when my daughter goes to college. Right now, I can't remember any of them. Just this worry. What I don't want to do is sit with the discomfort. One of my least favorite things, sitting with uncertainty, is something I try to avoid by distracting myself. I know we all do this. It's uncomfortable, so we avoid it. I'm really good at doing this by filling up all of my time so there's no time in between to feel. I could keep myself from feeling almost all the time this week if I stay busy enough, but I don't want that. I do want to feel. I don't know if my daughter will be okay at college. I don't know if my son will be okay either. I don't know anything that's going to happen, if I'm being honest. We don't know. We don't have any control. Fear of the unknown could drive our behavior if we're not paying attention, and that's why I'm saying this so explicitly, is because this is what's running in the background for me, and if I don't acknowledge it, I'm going to just not leave the house put things off and wait and worry without really being consciously aware that that's what I'm doing and then I'm saying why am I why won't I go to the gym why am I just sitting here why am I doing nothing not resting and relaxing but waiting and worrying so now I remember what I need to do first take a deep breath in then breathe out then do it again repeat a few more times everything automatically feels better when I do that I have to remind myself because when anxiety is taking over, I forget. I could reach out to a supportive friend. I have many. A perk of being a therapist is therapist for friends. There's something else I can remind myself that's helpful. I ask myself, what can I control? The answer is I can control me. I can't control situations my daughter and son will encounter or how they feel, but I can control taking care of me and how I feel. If I attend to my emotions, then I can remain calm and centered or return to that state in stressful situations. My kids will be able to trust me and they'll be able to come to me for help when things inevitably happen. They can trust I'll be able to handle my own emotions so they won't have to put aside their own feelings to take care of mine when something goes wrong in their lives. It's always been important to me that my kids not feel like it's their responsibility to take care of my emotions. There's no question that I'm happy that my daughter graduated. I'm so proud of her and she has an amazing future ahead of her. She needs to do this. It's what she should do and what we have hoped for her. So I need to take care of me so I can be present for her. You can do the same with your young person transitioning to adulthood. So here's an easy shortcut. Start out with your feet on the floor. Close your eyes or look down and take a long, deep inhale. Exhale slowly. Repeat the long inhale, then exhale slowly. One more long, deep inhale, and exhale slowly. Now turn your attention inward. In your mind, ask yourself what you are feeling. Tune into that emotion, even if you don't like what it is. See if you can allow that feeling instead of trying to push it away. Breathe into it. Just be with that. Next, in your mind, ask yourself, What do I need right now? And notice what comes up. It may be a word, a feeling, a person that comes to mind. Once you get an answer for what you need, consider if there's a way to give it to yourself. It can be so comforting to simply place a hand on your heart and feel the warmth of it resting there. Or to take your right hand and place it on your left arm, just below the shoulder, and rub. Doing this doesn't change what is but it allows some space to have a different perspective about what's happening. In that space, there's an opportunity for self-compassion. The point I hope you're taking away from this is simple. Our feelings about our children growing up are normal, and they are not about the child. The difficulty I'm having adjusting to my daughter leaving in a few months is not really about her. It's about me. She's doing her normal developmental task. I'm grieving the loss of childhood, the loss of daily in-person connection, and anticipating pain that hasn't happened yet. Maybe it won't happen. Most likely it won't happen in the exact way that I'm worrying it will happen. But I'm really grieving my own experiences that maybe I didn't deal with the first time around because I wasn't ready in terms of my emotional development at the time. So now it's time to take care of that younger me. One thing I know is that this uncomfortable place I'm in is part of the process of me coming to terms with what is. I don't like feeling this way, but part of the path from where I was to where I will be is this part. I don't like it. I want it to go away, but you can't skip the middle part. Later this month, I'll post a bonus episode on the subject of rising up out of the muck, that messy middle part of life that we don't enjoy, but which makes it richer and helps us grow. As they say, everything you want in life happens outside of your comfort zone. So I want to mention a few books that I recommend for people who are in this same space with, whether it's letting go as your child is transitioning to adulthood, or just being in the middle of some some emotional experience that you wish would go away, but you just have to get through it. Two books by Brene Brown. I love all of her books, but these two particularly resonate with this subject to me, Daring Greatly and Rising Strong, and Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. Actually, there's two more books I'll mention that are really helpful when you're in an emotional space that you really don't like. Tara Brock's book, Radical Acceptance, and Pema Chodron's book, When Things Fall Apart. And if you're struggling with a change in identity as your kids grow older, consider getting some counseling. It really helps. If you're in the Baltimore area, visit my website, laurareganlcswc.com to find out about working with me or another therapist in my office. Until next time, be well. Try Therapy Notes, the number one rated electronic health record system available today. Just another reminder that if you'd like to become a member of therapy chat, supporting the podcast while receiving fun member perks and being able to communicate with me one on one, go to patreon.com slash therapy chat. If every subscriber donated just $1 per month, therapy chat would be able to keep going strong indefinitely. Thanks so much for your support. Thank you for listening to Therapy Chat with your host, Laura Reagan, LCSWC. For more information, please visit therapychatpodcast.com.